Alright, welcome everyone once again to a, another episode of Free Markets Green Earth Versus. This is episode number five and we're looking at episode number five of Captain Planet and the Planeteers Deadly Ransom. I am here as always with my co-host, the illustrious Mr. Ben, the Liberty Hippie. How are you doing there, Mr. Ben? I'm doing well. Mr. Ben is doing well. I'm here and I'm happy to be here. <laughs> How are you, Nikki? That's not what we that's not what we got across in the last episode. So it's a, a market improvement, perhaps. Uh we're doing good. I uh, just finished watching this episode, uh Deadly Ransom. And uh, it was a much better episode, I feel like, than some of the past ones have been as far as like a, a cartoon goes. Yeah. I have some interesting, I have some questions about things, but, uh, you know, and obviously on the science front, it makes literally no sense. But I feel like that's going to be the main tenet of the show is that it, it makes you feel about things and then goes and makes no scientific sense. That's how they get you, right? Get you right in the feels. That's all, all you got. Stop thinking. Stop thinking and feel. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's the truth. It was, uh, it definitely was a, a, it was different. It was different. This episode was different. I don't know if it was because it was more, I don't know, one of those, those topics that we actually can, can look at with some, some hindsight and say, okay, they were wrong. These fears were, you know, way overblown. And, and here we, we are today. Um, and we know that now. Or, or maybe it's just because it was, so straightforward and ridiculous that it just uh, made me made me feel good. Made me feel good. Well, there were there were a couple things. Number one, this is like it was very. It felt the most like a cartoon because as opposed to having like just straightforward like real businessmen guys. I guess I guess people with like business goals. They were felt like super villains. I mean, Duke Nukem <laughs> is a radioactive guy that shoots radioactivity at Captain Planet. So like it's so wholly unbelievable. I think it takes us entirely out of the world where it has to make any real sense. Yeah, which is probably good for the show, but it also opens some other questions. First up, wasn't Duke Nukem a video game? Yes. So and, and I I read up on this a little bit. Uh, Duke Nukem it was a video game, and they the name is spelled differently. And I believe the video game came out after the show, and for a little bit they the video game change the name of their character so that they weren't going to get sued. And then... Yeah, I'd imagine Dead Turner is not a guy you want suing you. Yeah, and, so, and they figured out that, that it wasn't like trademarked or copyrighted or whatever, and, and they could use the regular Duke Nukem name. And so they did that. Their the characters are, are totally... No, no, I, I, I remembered them being unrelated. It was just like, yeah. why would you choose to name them the same thing at all? But whatever, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know. And I think the video game came out afterwards, so I don't know. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a nice name. It's a nice name. Duke, Duke Nukem. It, it runs well together. So it is. He makes a funny little joke about it being a, uh, him being royalty. Yeah. Because he's the Duke apparently. And, he, and, he, and he's nuclear. So. <laughs> so ultimately the episode is about toxic waste because he's a toxic waste man. Not just any toxic waste. I mean, we're, we're talking nuclear waste here, right? I mean, this. Is, oh, that's right. Nuclear waste. It's not just not just any toxic waste. Or, uh, Which is so dangerous it needs to be steeled in lead cases. That was that was the best part. You know, I think, I don't know, I, from what I remember, that's nuclear waste was the thing. And that's, you know, one of the ways that we figured out how to deal with it. You know, you, you kind of encapsulated it. In, 1990. So it's like right after Three Mile Island, isn't it? Uh, I, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> but, you know... It, 
nuclear, it was after, you know, the Cold War and, and all that. And nuclear stuff was scary. You know, it wasn't that long ago that you did. You had, yeah, Three Mile Island was in the, in the 70, yeah, 79. So it was a decade before this. But then, um, oh, what was the other one? I mean, Chernobyl, obviously, would have been. Chernobyl, yeah, I was in the, there. Yeah, so they're, they're all there. Went from World War II dropping the bomb on it to now we're actually using nuclear energy to fuel our home. And this, uh, it's odd to see people still harping on this today. So you watch this episode and it tells you, gets to the end, they're doing their Planeteer update. And they're telling you what you need to do to uh, help fix this. And ultimately, it's stop using energy, people. Yeah. Use less energy. Simple. Just uh, you know, turn off your TV when you're not in the room and turn the lights off when you leave and all things that make sense, right? You're going to save you money anyway. I do that anyway. So, uh, you know, I guess that will help. Except for turning your TV off might not actually do that because sometimes the startup power actually t- takes more than the run it for like the time. Yeah, this is this is true. This is, I figured this out later in life, all the, the computers and, and whatnot, um, technology-wise. Turning it, turning it on actually will draw more. Yeah. I don't know, man. It, it was, it was, it was a very strange episode. Um, and it did, it took you out of, there's no reality to it, you know. Um, Duke Nukem's uh, boss lady there was in this yeah. big suit to protect her from, you know, uh, Duke's uh, nuclear radiation. And of course, the planeteers don't have any of that, and they're they're totally fine. Um, well, you know, they, they remember they used lead shields to divert the waves of radiation off of Duke Nukem. They they did they did and I was I was impressed with their superhuman strength to lift those lead lids all over the place. But in the beginning, like when he first shows up, he like they make a point of it that she has this suit on to protect her to protect her from all this this radiation that he just emanates because it's that dangerous. It's so dangerous. Just you know, being around it, she's gonna just die. So what what was your I guess uh, your wake up moment on nuclear? It, I don't, I don't know exactly because it was always one of those things that was kind of there in the back. My dad uh, is a engineer of sorts um, and is, is very familiar with nuclear. Um, done some nuclear engineer type stuff, and um, you know, it was never something that scared him. And he was actually always telling me, you know, I'd come home from school or, or college or whatever, and talk about how awful and, and nasty this stuff is. And you know, he was always actually, you know, it's it's fairly safe. And uh, in terms of overall pollution, it's a lot less. Um, it's going to be better in the long run. And so it was always kind of something there in the back of my head. And it just kind of slowly over time, as I actually looked into it a little bit for myself, it was kind of like, oh, okay, <laughs> I get it now. Um, well, for me, it actually happened a lot later. I was scared shitless at Fukushima. And I watched every day as those, uh, those maps showing the radiation leach into the ocean came closer and closer to California. And I was just, I guess, kept waiting and waiting for, you know, the blights as they killed off all that produce or the the radiation poisoned the produce that was going to kill everyone in our food supply as it went. You know, so much of our food comes from California. It was just going to leach out to the rest of the U.S. We were all going to die from our food. Yeah. When when was that? (sighs) Almost a decade ago. Was it that long ago? Okay. Almost a decade ago. And I've yet to see all of us dying. Yeah. And And I'm being honest. I was very, very frightened by that whole thing. Yeah. And eventually it just, okay, well, what the fuck am I waiting for? <laughs> and that's the thing, you know, and and I think there is like, I don't know, because I, I don't know enough of how things are, are built and how they run. And, um, you know, maybe when Chernobyl was happening, things were a lot more dangerous. You know, I know the fuel they use now is much different and in, in that it can almost kind of shut itself down, you know, that it, it doesn't do that. 
But see, that's the problem. One of the things we were talking, Drake Lundstrom uh, kind of got me read up on it. And one of the things, so even with Chernobyl was not near as like fucked up as they made us made it out to be. Like I was reading up and like the number of people that actually died from Chernobyl is like insanely small. Mm-hmm. And then they'll, they'll talk about like hyperthyroidism is one of the big things that they say was brought about by the radiation. But then you get dig deeper and you find out, oh, but, but in that particular region, there was always that. <laughs> like hyperthyroidism is something that kind of exists in that part of the world naturally. Interesting. And so like everything just becomes so muddy so quick that like right. it's hard to take anything anyone says. Like obviously I'm not about to go and just start storing storing nuclear waste in my backyard. Right. But the fact of the matter is is if we if we would allow the technology to develop and be worked on and utilized appropriately, I think that we'd be forty years further along than we are. Yes. Yeah. I, and I think that's a, a big thing. I think that's that really like because of the fear. I, I would imagine a fair bit of it is is the money where where all the government money and stuff goes, you know, uh, research and development and stuff like that, um, and all the permitting and everything else. I'm sure we'd be much better off and, and further down the road with a city buses would be running on nuclear engines like fucking new like the submarines the government uses for the military. Yeah, you know, there's all kinds of things that could be done differently. I suppose, you know, mm-hmm. how many of those giant ocean liners? Yeah, I, really. I think the the possibilities are, you know, they just who knows if you can imagine it, it. It probably could happen, right? That probably could be. I just, I do. I think some, a lot of it's fear, right? A lot of it. You have Japan and World War II. That was scary. You know, it's been what seventy years, eighty years, um, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, things tr- things change, right? It's not the same technology. Look at a car seventy years ago, eighty years ago. You know, it's not the same stuff. And and people just. I think get stuck on that and and like Chernobyl, right? Yeah, okay, so it wasn't that bad, but I don't. You look at the media, the way the way they treat everything. It's it's you know what gets attention, what sells a paper, what you know what's going to make Russia look bad, what's going to make this other country look bad, what's going to make us look good, and that's what that's what happens. And if you know, communism made Russia look bad. Well, yes, but I think just to be clear, <laughs> you know what I mean. You know, if, if we can spin things a certain way, they they it will. You know, what what's going to sell at that that time? And unfortunately, sometimes the things that we need to hear, or need to see, or need to to have get pushed to the wayside. I like nuclear. I think it's a good idea. I mean, if you're someone who cares about quote unquote carbon dioxide, then there's literally you you should never shut up about nuclear because it's the only hope of ending it in the short term for sure. Yep. My jury's still out on that personally, but. It, if if that's something you care about, this is your best friend. And that's that's ultimately you when you get back to it, the message that they're trying to send at the end of the show is not, hey, energy makes everyone's lives better. And we have ways to produce more of it cleaner. Yeah. And with less waste. By, by the way, they made it seem as if like the waste that they have from this is like just piling up everywhere and there's so much of it, which has never ever been true. <laughs> and and that's the like and, and again, and I don't know if it's because of the technology at the time and, and the understanding of, of nuclear waste and, and everything that, that came along with it, but they did. They made it sound like that, you know, guy goes on this trip about, oh, they're they're gonna use this nuclear waste to pollute the world and when it gets into the, the water, it's gonna kill everything. And it just shows like dying fish and dying polar bears and dying people and everything's dying. 
And my, my just, 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 just to remind you folks, if you notice, we didn't even mention once how insane the villains are, that they are nothing they have is based in reality as far as like the science. Um, I'm really curious how Dr. Blight is so wealthy that she can have all this crazy technology without a viable product. You saw the way she looked in that, that outfit. Oh, you think she's just like a prostitute? I mean, I'm, that's not what I said. Oh. But I mean, I, you know. I just don't know what business gives her the amount of wealth that would require her to do the things she's doing. She's an attractive lady genius. I don't know. She's got she's got more than one Antarctic base. I, I mean, I think if you have all that technology and all that know-how, you probably are are able to to just create money and still keeping that freaking uh, that U.S. Russia thing going in this episode too. Keeping what's her name snarky with uh, Wheeler. Yeah, where, which, which, I don't. I, I feel like I remember that a little bit at the end. It's it's not a big deal. It's just they they make snipes at each other constantly. Yes, uh, they're always always. And I, yeah, it's it's really it's bizarre, man. This, this show is. I, I always I thought it was directed at like kids and just some of the like I, I picked. A, it felt like there were a few like little innuendos there with you know the uh, Doctor Blight and and her thing. Computer. Yeah, yeah, her computer. Mal. Mal and even Duke Nukem trying to get in there a little sideways. I'm like, hey, what's going on, guys? I mean, you think he's going to smash? I, I, I don't think so. Considering she needs to wear a suit? Yeah, yeah. yeah we got suits for that. But I just, it was a little a little strange. I wasn't sure. Uh, I'll tell you something I'm not sure about. I, how I watched the show as a child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Like this, honestly, this episode wasn't a bad episode, I think, in a sense of like, Entertainment value. Um, no, it was entertaining for sure. Action-packed beginning and end. In a sense of, you know, the message they're putting out was kind of like, ugh, you know, totally backwards. But that's part of the course for the time, I think. I think you're probably right. Anyways, uh, I, this has been another episode of Free Markets, Green Earth versus folks. Take it easy. podcast is a proud creation of the Mad Audio Lab. For more information, check out madaudiolab.com. Free Markets Green Earth is part of the Liberty Hippie Podcast Network. If you like what we do, be sure to check out Homesteads and Homeschools, Peace Freaks, Cannabis Heals Me, and This Week in Liberpods. We're living proof that libertarian doesn't mean washed up Republican.